welcome to my podcast which is all about changing your business and money reality this is your master money coach dr gaurav dekha and you are money hello my friends i know i have been away for a very very long time i wonder how you are doing and i know you might be wondering how i have been doing i know i have been away for like 3 weeks and there is a rather spiritual reason to it there is something inside atf that i call as the sacred pause and one doesn't know how long a sacred pause can be a sacred pause is a pause that you take and sometimes you are compelled to take to replenish yourself to sometimes find out your own truth to sometimes go inside and rest deep 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 in a place inside your own soul and then you don't come out of it until you feel fully formed right like i can i can only talk about it in terms of you know how you uh it's not hibernation actually uh it's a pause that you take to fill yourself up it's like the universal egg goes back to its egg form so that it again come out in its full bloom in its full glory and so what happened is on uh 15th of march you know after i i had a class that day i had a class of uh tsm the systemic medicine course we were doing we are now doing live classes inside the systemic medicine course every month so i i had done that class and uh after having done that class i slipped into i had my food and i slipped into a slumber and then i felt that uh i really need to retreat somewhere i need to retreat and go into um inside my own body to a place where from where i could just observe and witness and probably not do anything and it was a very difficult decision to make because my body was telling me to take that pause and and most of my decisions are like that they happen instantaneously i do not i often don't plan these kind of decision that oh you know on so and so date i'm going to take a pause it doesn't happen for me like that <laughs> like in fact even if i decide to take a pause then i can't like i do end up taking a pause sometimes you know i'll rest for the afternoon but then by night i will again frantically start working but this time that did not happen it in fact um in fact i went into my within and i stopped wondering in fact it was such that you know all kinds of thoughts disappeared from my head and uh even these small small nitigrities around okay um what happens if i don't show up on instagram or what happens if i don't do my podcast or what happens if i don't post in the facebook group you know all of those worries and concerns evaporated and as if like i was i was under the effect of spell of something <laughs> so so it all evaporated and there was a stillness and what also sort of facilitated this experience is um, my partner was away during those days and um, so i was alone in the house i was also doing stuff by myself cooking and eating and then slowly i gravitated towards meditating more and more throughout the day i would meditate four times five times now these days i'm meditating three times 
Um, and that it went on and on and on and on. And uh, I'm going to give you a, a long update, realization and insights from my sacred pause. Um, but then, uh, of course, everything, as I say, everything is momentum. And the momentum of that slowly led me to the momentum of this, to where I was. And now I have come back in, I would say, a different avatar. <laughs> I don't know if that's a heavy word to use. But yeah, I'm using that word because I don't have another word. Like I've come back in a different avatar with a different set of um, objectives, insight, um, different way of looking at life, different way of, you know, doing business, most importantly, you know, different way of uh, serving people and being there for people. And there is a, th th there is an inexplicable calmness and stillness inside me. I didn't have this calmness and stillness before 15th of March, to be very honest. You know, I I was doing a lot of work. I'm still doing a lot of work, still trying. But then at that point of time, I was frantic. The energy was frazzled. And um, I, I would, of course, you know, work out. I would, of course, meditate. But I still feel that the energy that I am right now is so different from who I was before 15th of March. And and that's what I wrote in yesterday's newsletter as well. If you haven't read yesterday's newsletter, go and read it on Substack. I had not even written newsletters these <laughs> these weeks, but yesterday I wrote one and I sent it to all my people. It's on Substack, drgauravdeka.substack.com. That's where you need to go and subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Anyway, so that's what I wrote in my newsletter as well, that sometimes, you know, your business wants very different things out of you. And you may feel in the very beginning that you are unaligned to that, that no way, how can I take a break in the middle of all the work that is happening, you know, all the promotions that I'm doing, but then your business has a soul of its own. And sometimes it wants things out of you that you in the beginning may not feel aligned, but slowly you begin to understand that that is the very thing that is needed. Now I am doing business from such a calm, still, silent space that it initially it feels as if, oh my God, am I showing up enough? Am I speeding up the process enough? Am I doing enough? But then slowly and slowly you realize that you are not used to this space. You are not used to this lightness. You are not used to this calm. You are not used to the silence. And therefore, this is what is the new normal. And this is the place from where you're eventually going to create more and more and more. It's so much um, easier and at the same time challenging to create from a space of lightness, stillness, and silence. So with that, uh, I'm going to go to today's episode. So the reason I'm doing this episode and it has the following title is because this episode was written before 15th of March. And then I did not record it because, of course, I went into my, you know, divine slumber. <laughs> but, uh, but then because I, today, actually, I wanted to speak about my sacred pause to all of you. I already have given a few um, pointers and you know, eight minutes have passed, nine minutes have passed, and I've already spoken a lot about it. But yeah, I want to do an episode on sacred pauses, actually. But before that, I want to do justice and go back to the episode that I had written before 15th of March. And I want to 
talk about that. So that episode, which is today's episode, is called When People Dislike Slash Hate Us. Okay? So it's called When People Dislike or Hate Us. So, you know, when you grew up queer in a small um, city, at least it was a small city back then, you know, in the 1990s. So you are naturally equipped with the knowledge that maybe you are not going to be liked. Because from th that very moment, you become aware of um, people's and in this case, young children, you know, studying in class three and four, you become aware of those um, children around you. You become aware of their gaze. And then there is laughter. And there is this background mockery and words like femme and pansy. And you hear them and you already know that what what's the what what's the kind of stuff that the future holds for you, you know? So you grow up with the starkest evidence that you are unacceptable. And there is certainly something pathologically wrong with you. So much so that even when you like someone, like I remember, um, there was this guy in class eight and I was head over heels on him. And of course, you cannot dare confess it to a friend or anyone, but even to if, even like admit to yourself because it's so shameful to even admit something like that, you know, it's very shameful. Um, later in life, also, even as an adult, when I would um, be in love or have a crush with on someone and the guy would know, I would find it so difficult to even text them and send loving messages because it would feel so awkward. I mean, that's how we are conditioned, you know, the it would seem very it, it would really seem normal to for a young person to for a young guy to send the, those kind of messages to a woman or for a woman to a man but when you grow up queer and because of the conditioning that happens it just feels so shameful to do that you know if you're a guy if you're doing that to another person another guy you know so one of the incidences that i remember you know it's a memory from my uh, childhood that I was I remember watching this Amir Khan movie called Dil for the first time um, Dil means heart for those who do not know Hindi <laughs> and I was so I was so young I was really small and we were all children uh, my cousins and people from my grandfather's backyard you know they would come and then watch television because grandfather's place was the only place which had a television and there's a scene of Amir Khan, and it's so painful to watch that scene where Amir Khan comes crashing down from a tall building and falls hurting himself. And then Madhavi Dikshit runs to the hospital, you know, taking him. And you see this beautiful man who is hurt and might just die. And you fall in love with him in that very moment. At least I did. For the first time, I remember my throat and heart felt jammed. I couldn't speak and I couldn't cry. I was in that moment a child in love with the most beautiful boy on screen and I cannot run away from the scene to the washroom at the backyard to cry my guts out. I just can't. It feels silly when I describe it here even, you know.
But can you imagine? Can you imagine the shame the child is already indoctrinated with that he cannot even fall in love with someone on screen and exclaim it? What could be more debilitating? And I'm saying this because there is so much of humiliation and bullying one experiences for just being themselves. They're like not even trying to harm someone. I'm not even trying to harm someone or have a fight or swear profanities or make a scene in public. It's just by being myself that, and, and that much is enough to put me to deathly shame. So by the time you grow up and come to the stage where I am, it becomes a normality. The air you breathe and the water you swim, it becomes the matrix that by default, people will not like you or maybe even hate you. And the challenge is to break out of that matrix, to deny that reality and tell yourself, even if that's true, am I willing to think that thought, to ask yourself that question? But even if it, that's true, am I willing to think that thought? And why I want to bring that to your notice is inside ATEPS and all the coaching that I do, the number one reason why people do not put themselves out is that, which in clearest terms means that they do think that thought, which is um, they don't speak about themselves. They do not talk about how they could help their clients and their audience. They don't talk about their price. They do not promote. They do not uh, own their value and worth. They do not hold themselves in the highest regards. They do not make offers. And because it's always about, I don't know what people will think because that's the predominant thought. Now, if I extrapolate that sentence, I don't know what people will think. If I extrapolate it and break it down to what people think is, you know, mostly, I don't know if I will be liked enough. It is so important for me to be liked. What if someone unfollows me? What if someone leaves a bad comment? What if someone calls me arrogant and salesy? What if they question my identity and integrity? What if I am shamed? What if people unsubscribe from my emails? What if I get to know from someone else that three of my close acquaintances hate me? What if I come across as too much? And let me tell you, all of this could be true. You could be someone so unbearable to someone else that they could spit on your face. And I can say that because I was spit on my face for being gay. My pediatrics professor made me stand up in front of the whole class and said that I am destined to beg by the street. Someone in a city like Berlin on a freezing winter night refused to give me a bagel while I was dying with hunger because of my skin color. An ex-lover, which is, this is interesting, an ex-lover that I was with for two years told me that I had grown tepid in bed and that because I was impenetrable because my belly had apparently grown to the size of a truck tire. And that's why he was dumping me. So you can say that I've had it all. And I still want to believe that there are reasons to love me. 
and that there are enough people in the world who would want to believe in those reasons. A few days back, you know, a dear student came over to my place and we had some nice pizzas and coffee. And we chatted about ATEPS. She and I had not met in a long time. And, uh, you know, then we got into discussing this thing that why since 2022, money coaching became so important uh, to me. Before 2022, I was primarily teaching intergenerational trauma work, and I still do. I have a lifetime program, as I spoke in the beginning of this podcast, is it's called the Systemic Medicine Course, where I teach intergenerational trauma work. And I still teach that course live. But we got into this discussion as to why money became so important and the reason I have a money coaching program that I'm so invested in. And one of the biggest reasons, you know, I was, I wanted to, and one of the biggest reasons for uh, coming up with the program was I wanted to inhabit a space where human shame could be brought to light and questioned. Sex and sexuality is one of them, and the other is money. Both of them are taboo, and both of them are looked down upon, despite the fact that everyone wants it. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> so my student informed me uh, how she met meets people in the healing and therapy space and how so many people talk about me, or rather gossip. It's like, I don't know what Gaurav is uh, money-minded, or he's running and chasing money all the time. Or I don't know why on earth he talks about money and asks people to desire it. Or everyone is so upset with his behavior and his loudness. This this is the commonest, actually. <laughs> and number five is why is it not enough for him? You know, why does it charge so much? And so on and so forth. I listened to all of it and wondered, what's the force behind this terrible human behavior to question someone else, someone else's desires, right? Like you questioning someone else's desire of what they want and what they uh, would like to have in their life. Well, because, you know, no one questions. No one questions when a man impregnates his wife for the seventh time and doesn't care if the woman wants the sex of the child. No one questions when a brown person enters a cafe in a place like Berlin and also in Paris. And the counter guy asks him to leave. No one questions when a child is traumatized by the parents for not performing well and beaten up at home and, and the screams flood and flow throughout the neighborhood. No one comes and questions. Why does that happen? It's because systems of oppression are formed by those who we think have power over us. I'm going to repeat that again. It's because systems of oppression are formed by those who we think have power over us. In almost every circumstance, the one who thinks alike, looks alike, and feels alike have more power than those who think, feel, or look different. And you know what strengthens that? It's your belief that you want to be liked and preserved by them. Right? Just yesterday, someone commented on one of my Instagram posts where I wrote that I'm not going to respond to queries where people ask me, where can I get your free stuff? And the comment was, oh, that's how you lose potential leads. And I answered back. I said, I do not believe in that fucking reductionist word called lead. I mean, my people are human beings with a human heart. 
and there is a spirit that resides in them. How on earth do we reduce people to leads or iron magnets and that bullshit? And I didn't care if that unknown face, who I don't even know, would unfollow me. Some people actually did. And I told myself, like I always do, when people unfollow or unsubscribe, there is space creation. Just like the goal of any trauma work is to create more space inside the body. And the fact that all parts that don't resonate must leave so that there is more and more space creation. In fact, that is the very reason why I call the block button on Facebook, on Instagram. I call it the divine device. Because I'm not here to put up a puppet show to be liked by everyone. I'm here to claim my space and speak my truth. And if in that process I'm disliked and trolled and called a money whore, I'm game for it. And I want the same for you. Any system of oppression falls apart when one person dissents and speaks their truth. Remember this. Because when you start speaking your truth, words you believe in, the earth and the water that makes you up, the very essence of you, that energy starts radiating. It starts vibrating and rippling out. It falls out of the brim of your body and meanders into the parts of the universe where people who are already seeking someone like you, they begin to realize their own truth when you speak your truth. They gravitate towards you. They come and meet you. They tear down walls to consume your content. They DM you and tell you how much you inspire them. They write long notes to your newsletter, which many people do, by the way, because they read my newsletter every week and I get so many so many responses. So they write long notes to your newsletter and say how one letter changed the way they look at their life. And then, and then they buy anything you sell because they are not buying the product or the aesthetics. They're buying your presence to bask in your truth. And so many people have told me that they bought ATEPS without even knowing what ATEPS contains, how many modules are there and uh, what are the names of the modules and what trainings are inside? They didn't want to know all of it. They said that it's because of you. We, we simply want to have your presence and, and come together in this group with this energy every Saturday, right? Because I began speaking my truth. And so people wanted more of it. And then people wanted to pay for it as well because they knew that this could change them because then they get to vibrate in their own truth and radiate that out and have people coming to them to work with them, right? And that is all the medicine that is needed from you by them, okay? Now, before I end this podcast, I want to tell you that um, you must join our Facebook community, You Are Money. If you are on Facebook, just go and type You Are Money and uh you will have access to a Facebook group. It's a private group. So send in your request and we will approve it. I'm asking you to do this because um, now, every single Friday, our student coaches from Inside ATEPS come and coach free to all the members of You Are Money. The Zoom link is shared every Thursday and every Friday, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., you are coached. So you wouldn't want to let go of this opportunity. And all of these coaching uh, are also, you know, all the, all the videos are also recorded and then they're put up under the featured section of the group. 
right? So if you haven't joined the group and if you haven't come for our free coaching every Friday, come for it, join the group, okay? So that's all for today, guys. I will see you next week and I'm going to talk soon about my sacred pause. Lots of love to you. See you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are willing to change your business and money reality, head to my free coaching community on Facebook called You Are Money. Link is in the show notes. And do not forget to leave a review on Spotify.com or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much.